Hello, and welcome to the Speedless installment of the Six Gun Justice podcast, featuring everything you need to know about actor Ben Johnson, a cowboy's cowboy, all in under 30 minutes, give or take. I'm Paul Bishop. My compadre Richard Prosh and I co-host the full-length episodes of the Six Gun Justice podcast, but usually write solo for these Speedless and bonus installments. Today, however, I'm joined by Marshall Trimble, who has been referred to as the Will Rogers of Arizona. In 1997, he was appointed as Arizona's official state historian. And in 2000, he was selected as one of Arizona's representatives in the Library of Congress Local Legacies. His recent article on cowboy actor Ben Johnson was published in the November 2021 issue of True West Magazine, which is currently available on newsstands and bookstores and by subscription. Hello, Marshall. Glad to be here. We belly up to the bar, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm by you, Sarah. Before we talk about Ben Johnson, as a goodwill ambassador for the state of Arizona, I'm pretty sure you're busier than at any time during the 40 years you taught Arizona history at Scottsdale Community College before you retired from that position in 2014. I retired officially, but they put me under contract. I guess they liked having a state historian on their campus. But when the pandemic came almost two years ago, we shut down. And so I've been working from home and so started doing remote podcasts and things like that. Just the other night, I did my first public appearance for a group of business executives who were out here on a convention. And I was curious to see if I still have it. They seem to have a good time. So I guess I'm ready to roll again. I enjoy just telling stories about Arizona and about people who are unique, people who've done something like Ben Johnson. My understanding is you first met Ben Johnson at the Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City. How did that first encounter come about? I'd come back there to the annual event where they were honoring the Sacketts, and he was there. He played Captain Roundtree and Louis Lamore's the Sacketts. Louis Lamore was there, and Ben and Slim Pickens and Sam Elliott and Tom Selleck. It was quite a group of people. I just happened to be in the room at the same time. My new book had just come out. It had been published by Doubleday in 1977. It was my first one, and I was really proud of it. I don't even know the names of some of them now, but that was my first one. I was donating my book to the event, and there I was in this room with all these people. And I thought, gosh, I hope none of them ask me what my latest movie or anything like that. I just came to donate a book, but I figured I just might as well join in until they kicked me out. That's always a good plan. Yeah. And you met Ben at that ceremony? Yeah, I'd actually met him in Scottsdale a couple of three years before. We were at some event together. He lived in the area, lived out in Mesa. And somebody thought we ought to meet. So they took me down to where he was signing books and introduced me to him. And we hit it off because we were both kind of small town guys. I was a small town in Arizona and he was a small town in Oklahoma. I never met in Oklahoma and I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> they're just all great folks back there. I've been back there many times and I always feel right at home. So you and Ben Johnson had a natural affinity when you first met and that blossomed into a friendship that pretty much was lifelong. Yeah, it turned out that way. Didn't know it at the time. I had seen his movies from John Ford's Cavalry Triad in 1948, 49, and 50, and I'd admired his ability to sit on a horse. He was a natural. He just glided when he rode. It like he and the horse were one. He just couldn't help but be riveted to his ability to ride a horse. He was and, so good at that, and he was so natural in his acting ability. And He really played Ben Johnson. He played a cowboy. He used to say, I make a lot of money in the movies for playing me. 
And that was a good living for him because he was in high demand. In doing some research, it appears that his first on-screen appearance was an uncredited stunt role in 1939 in an RKO Western, The Fighting Gringo. But his trip to Hollywood was initiated by Howard Hughes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, Howard Hughes was out in Oklahoma, and he was making this movie with Jane Russell. This is 1939, I believe. It was long before the movie finally got released. It was supposed to be pornographic, and I risked my life to sneak my little brother and I into a movie theater to watch The Outlaw, because my mother said, if you take your brother to see The Outlaw, I'll kill you. Uh, (laughs) And that's all I needed to really think I got to go see that movie. And you know what? We sat there in anticipation. You couldn't sneak a peek at Playboy magazine in those days because it wasn't published. But just the thought of seeing something on a movie screen especially Jane Russell. And it got up to that one part in the movie where she's in this haystack. And we thought, oh, here it is. Here it is. Our eyes were wide open. And uh, next thing you know, it's the next day. And Billy the Kid's riding off into the morning sun. And we thought, I'll never trust another adult again. (laughs) What a letdown. Yeah. I think I was nine years old at the time or something. It was in 1939, and Hughes was doing this movie, and it doesn't get released till 1943 because of all of the controversy he created over the censorship of the film. When he cast this, and he was looking for horses, wasn't he, and went to Oklahoma, and that's where he met Ben Johnson? And Hughes came at this big ranch, pick out some horses, and Ben was handling the horses. And Hughes couldn't help but notice them. He hired him. Ben was making maybe $50 a week, and Howard Hughes offered him $175 a week, and Ben said, I'll take it. Those numbers are attractive when you're only making $50 a week and you're offered over double your salary. Yeah. So he took it and he shepherded these horses by train out to Flagstaff, Arizona, where they shot parts of the movie. And then when the movie was finished shooting, Hughes was asking him to take the horses on out to California. He was paying him pretty good money. And so Ben went to Hollywood. Hughes introduced him around. And one of the people he introduced him to was John Ford. And Ford was impressed enough with his writing skills that he hires Ben as a stuntman and double for Henry Fonda in 1948. That's right. That was his first chance. And I think Ford Apache was the first one. And the other one was real grand. And then she wore a yellow ribbon. While they were filming Ford Apache, there was an incident that occurred where Ben Johnson uses innate cowboy skills to save the day. Yeah. Ben just happened to be there sitting on his horse during some quiet time. And all of a sudden, a wagon broke loose. The horses bolted and ran off with the actors in the wagon. Ben put spurs to his horse and caught up, grabbed the horses by the head stall and pulled them up to a halt. Later on, when they got back to Hollywood, John Ford called him in his office and said, I want to do something for you. Ben thought maybe he was going to get a speaking part or something in the next movie. That would be his reward for his heroism. And board had been a contract and been read down just about three lines. And it said $5,000 a week. And he said, I just got a pen and signed it. I didn't even care what I had to do. And the interesting thing is he wasn't even thinking about something like that. He just responded when the event occurred and this wagon takes off with some actors aboard. The horses are running away with it. And he just does his cowboy thing. It just seems so natural. Doing what comes naturally, yeah. As a cowboy, he finally gets a starring role in Wagon Master. During the course of that film, there's an unscheduled horse jump that occurs. Yeah, the horse got cold jaw. That means they don't respond to the bit. And so the horse leaped off the shelf and it went down about 30-some feet and landed in sand. 
And Ben said that the reins were down on the ground. And I reached out, grabbed him, and put spurs to the horse, and off we went. Of course, the camera was running the whole time, and it was considered one of the most spectacular stunts they've ever had in Hollywood, and it was unintended. Wagon Master was a good film. Some say it was John Ford's masterpiece. I like it better than his Cavalwood trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Harry Carey Jr. was in it, and Joe Andrew was the co-star. Ben told me she was one of the most beautiful women he'd ever seen. Then Ford recommended him to be in King Kong knockoff. Mighty Joe Young been starred in that with Terry Moore. I remember seeing Terry Moore. Boy, she was really something. And they became friends. And that's when Howard Hughes saw the film and Ben introduced Terry Moore to Howard Hughes. And they eventually got married. Terry Moore can blame Ben Johnson for that, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Last, it was rather hard to live with, I'd imagine. And anyway, they divorced. But when Howard Hughes died, this guy was a billionaire and the women were crawling out of the woodwork claiming to be married to him. Of course, Howard Hughes' lawyers had a field day culling them out and proving them to be fraud. But Terry Moore wouldn't be denied. She sued and won the case. Ben said he called her and said, Terry, you owe me big time. <laughs> <laughs> well, good so, for her. At least she got something out of it. Yeah, that's what I say. I'm sure she still acted in movies, but she didn't need to. Ben Johnson himself got married during this time period. Ben fell in love. He got married about 1940, just after he was out in Hollywood. He married the stock provider daughter, and that marriage lasted uh, until she died in 1994 or 5. So unlike Howard Hughes, Ben stayed married to the same woman for all that time. But he's successful in the movies. He's made this big leap from Oklahoma ranch hand to horse handler to stunt man to starring in movies. And all of a sudden he decides he wants to do something else. And he starts following the rodeo. He had rodeoed some. He was a natural, of course. In 1953, he wouldn't just give it a try. His father was a three-time world champion rodeo man, and I think he just wanted to honor his father. And Ben went on the rodeo circuit. He said later, after a year, that he won the world's championship. But he said, all I had to show for it was a worn-out automobile and a mad wife. I didn't have $3 in my pocket. And he went back to making movies. He has this wonderful starring role in The Last Picture Show, which is not a movie that you would have thought of Ben Johnson initially be cast in. No, and he didn't. He turned down the role because of the foul language of Sam Peckinpah. And Ben said, I'm not going to use that kind of language. He was really conscious of his image in films. John Ford wanted him to be in it. He thought it was a great picture for him. Ben finally caved in and said he'd do it, but he wrote his own script. And he took the profanity out and won the Oscar. And Sam Peckinpah took Ben Johnson rewriting his script? Yeah, I guess so. I guess he had no choice if he wanted him to be Sam the Lion. I really related to that movie because I came from a real small town, Ash Fork, Arizona. I knew what small towns were like. We had one Taco Bell and one movie theater was the only entertainment in the whole town. There was no television. Radio was pretty hard to get at night. There was only one thing to do in town other than the pool hall, and that was to go to the movie theater. And that was our social life. And so I was a young man about the same time at the last picture show, the early 1950s. It was a movie that I was riveted to the whole time, and it was different. I've read the book, too, and it was a lot like it. The similarities were close. It was just the whole town, the whole time period and everything uh, I personally related to, and I just loved the movie. And I was so glad when Ben won the Oscar. 
And I remember watching him on television when he accepted it. And he said, this couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And the fun thing is, Ben Johnson used to say, I'm the only person in the world that's got both an Oscar and a world championship rodeo belt buckle. That's right. And he is. And I'm sure he'll be the only one. He had a little bit of a falling out with John Ford when they were making Rio Grande because he knew Ford used to browbeat his actors and Ben Johnson wouldn't stand for it. That's right. Ben had his pride and he stood up to Ford and John Wayne wouldn't even do that. John Wayne took a lot of flack from Ford. He had a way of just tearing you down. He used to get under his actor's skin, especially with John Wayne, because he wanted to get a certain performance out of him. So he wanted to get him mad. Yeah, he did. I thought it was funny in Red River in 1948, John Wayne played the old rancher. And afterwards, John Ford said, I didn't know that SOB could act. And, <laughs> but that was John Ford's persona. I think he had a, a real tender heart underneath that gruff. Ben took us uh, on a ride along this ridge and uh, told us that it was right along this ridge when they were shooting. She wore a yellow ribbon in color. It was the only one of the triad that was in color. And there was a summer storm coming up, and lightning was all over the place. And the assistant directors were folding up their cameras and shutting it all down. And John Ford realized what was going on. He said, who told you to close this down? Get those cameras going and roll it and shoot this thing. And the movie won an Oscar for cinematography. Ben said later, we were afraid of the lightning, but we were more afraid of John Ford. Ford did not like that Ben Johnson stood up to him, and he cut him off. He didn't use him in another film for over a decade, but Sam Peckinpah actually stepped in. He appreciated Johnson's authenticity and his natural personality and involved him in films all the way through The Wild Bunch. Yeah. That was an interesting role for Ben Johnson because here's a man who won't take to swearing, yet, on the other hand, that's one of the most violent films, certainly up to that point, that had ever been filmed. Yeah, I think he, by that time he was such a veteran, he could deal with anything he had to. Another story he told, though, back when he was in Shane, and he had that famous fight in the bar room with Alan Ladd, and Alan Ladd was about five feet six. And Ben Johnson was about six foot four. And in order to make the fight look even, Ben was in a trench. They dug it so he and Alan Ladd would be the same size. In real life, that might not have gone Alan Ladd's way. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think but, so. <laughs> but here's Ben Johnson. He's such a low-key personality. But look, he stars with Marlon Brando. He stars with Alan Ladd, Charlton Heston, William Holden, Robert Ryan, two films with Steve McQueen, John Wayne. So many big films that he was a part of. And yet he is just the same person, a reliable, solid cowboy. Yeah, he was just being Ben Johnson. He also takes a detour into TV. He was a regular on Have Gun, Will Travel for one season. He was in The Virginian, The Monroes, and other TV stuff. But the big deal for TV was the Sackets. I was an avid Louis L'Amour reader years ago. I think I read almost all of them. L'Amour really was knowledgeable. His life was like that of an adventurous Jack Armstrong or something. He'd done everything, and he just made you feel like you were there. Like I say, I met him that night of Ben Johnson in Oklahoma City. The Sackets were picking up an award on the Cowboy History Hall of Fame. And well-deserved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Away from the movies, Ben Johnson still was a cowboy. He had his ranch, he raised horses, and he supported the rodeo. Oh, yeah. He had the charitable rodeos. He never had any children of his own, but he loved children. And these rodeos were for children, charity things. 
he just had a good heart. There was another story I thought was interesting. One day we were just riding along and Ben's telling about when he was a young kid in Oklahoma. He was with his uncle and he stopped in a little roadside coffee shop and they were sitting there having breakfast. And he said, a good looking man came in and walked over to his uncle, sat down and started talking quietly to him, stayed a few minutes and then left. Ben looked at me and said, you know who that was? I said, no, I didn't. He said, that was pretty boy Floyd. Oh my. Yeah. He just come out with these different stories. Ben passed away from a heart attack at age 77 in 1996, but his fame continued to go on. There was a documentary made about him called Ben Johnson, Third Cowboy on the Right. And then the Ben Johnson Cowboy Museum was opened in his honor in his hometown in June of 2019. Yeah. He gets his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and then he was inducted into the Western Performers Hall of Fame at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma. And he has a bronze sculpture of him riding a horse that's in his hometown. Yeah, I've never been to Pawhuska, but I'm going to get there someday just to learn more. If you had to sum up Ben Johnson in a sentence, what would it be? He was the real deal. That makes a lot of sense to me. Marshall, thanks for being with me today and talking about Ben Johnson. I appreciate your time, and hopefully you and I will get to talk again. Thanks for having me, Paul. Thanks for listening to this bonus speed listen installment of the Six Gun Justice podcast. Remember to check out our website at sixgunjustice.com for regularly updated reviews, articles, and interviews from the best of the Western wordslingers. Prior Six Gun Justice podcast episodes, Six Gun Justice speed listen installments, and Six Gun Justice conversation segments are available on all major podcast streaming platforms. Till next time, be kind to yourself, be kind to others and keep riding the range. Adios. I'm out of here. Let's ride.